Why should you visit Kings Island? Do it because less time planning means more time for this. Do it to take a one-day family vacation. Do it to catch a serious case of the giggles together. And of course, do it to eat a funnel cake the size of your face. Because here at Kings Island, doing something just for the fun of it is all the reason you need. Right now, everyone pays kids price. Kings Island tickets just $45 online. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X-One, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast studios and center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to uh, check us out online on all social media sites, X-One Radio TV. And if you'd like to find out about the programming we have available for you on the X-One Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. And the show is being brought to you around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio. Our guest uh, this hour, Exxonation, is John B. Alexander. He is a retired senior Army officer with decades of experience with a wide range of phenomena. Traveling to all eight continents, he has encountered events that defy common explanation. He has met with shamans in the Amazon, the Himalayas and Andes East and West Africa and Northern Mongolia. In Tonga, he divided, he dived into the ocean with humpback whales and was involved with the telepathic experiments with wild dolphins in the Bahamas. Joining me now is John Alexander. And John, welcome to the X-Zone. Glad to be here. How are we doing, Rob? We're doing fine, thanks, John. Uh, tell us about your book, Reality Denied. Well, <laughs> well, as you mentioned in the intro, I have done a lot of traveling, have been involved in a wide range of phenomena, <clears throat> kind of uh, split up into uh, several categories, one of which were things we did in the military, mm-hmm. and I suspect some of your uh, listeners are certainly familiar with remote viewing and yep. probably metal bending and things of that nature. I might mention that Uri Geller, uh, bless me, with the uh, foreword uh, for this book. I've known him for a long time. Um, and this is, is an attempt to just uh, actually try to encourage people to go out and experience these things for themselves. And they say this you know, various phenomena are out there, mm-hmm. and I argue that uh, the evidence is much more readily available than most people realize. Why do you think there's such an interest in the paranormal these days in the 21st century? I'm sorry, I missed... Uh... Uh, my question was, why do you think there is so much interest in the paranormal here in the 21st century? Uh, well, I'm not sure that it's more than it has been in the past. Um, But one of the things that's obviously making a difference is, uh, as you mentioned, social media, the availability of the Internet. Um, I was just on uh, 
looking at YouTube and take your site, for instance, you've got dozens and dozens of interviews up there. So people can now go in and do the research uh, quite easily on their own. Uh, what is your favorite aspect of the paranormal? I couldn't begin to guess. <laughs> and it, that is so broad. I, um, uh, of course, I did a book on UFOs. I used to actually run a program back when I was on uh, active duty, mm -hmm. uh, very similar to the one that's been very recently uh, uh, discussed, you know, New York Times article. Uh, when I did my doctoral committee, the, my uh, head of my dissertation was Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Uh, she, of course, is the one who brought uh, hospice uh, to this side of the pond, <clears throat> and along with Raymond Moody, had um, been involved or in creating the whole notion of near-death experience and getting the information out uh, on those sorts of things. I mm -hmm. became the president of the International Association for Near-Death Studies. Um, active duty, I used to actually teach uh, psychokinesis, a PK metal bending that we were uh, discussing, familiar with the remote viewing program. So there's not a lot that we uh, haven't touched in one form or another. What, what's your take on UFOs as a former member of the military? Well, <clears throat> first line of the book that uh, I wrote is UFOs are real. The last paragraph is uh, something like, and whatever this is, it is more complex than we ever imagined, and maybe more complex than we can imagine. I also don't think we are no, nowhere close to getting answers to these complex issues, and I argue we're not even at the front end of asking the right questions yet. So where do you think we should be asking the right questions? Where is the beginning of the line? Well, I, that's the problem that I really don't know. No, mm -hmm. You know, the, well, you've seen the last few days there have been articles uh, coming out. The Washington Post uh, had one, an opinion piece. There's been a, re a recent release about a um, naval sighting in uh, uh, 2015, mm -hmm. which is quite But the point is... This is a global phenomenon. It has been around uh, for millennia. Um, I do mention that I sort of have an agenda, and that is to assist in making it permissible for our best and brightest scientists to uh, get involved in studying these terribly complex issues. I argue again that uh, this is at least as complex as AIDS or cancer, and yet the attention we pay to it is minuscule by comparison. Well, that's because the number of people who are affected are minuscule in comparison as well. No, that's not true. Oh, I beg to differ, uh, sir. You know, there are more people that suffer with AIDS and cancer than, than report UFOs. No, 100% of the people are going to experience transition and whether or not there's life beyond mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and, and by the size of reporting UFOs, I mean, we're talking an estimated 10% of the adult population, which is significantly larger than uh, what uh, certainly AIDS issues. But if, these th but if these things that people are reporting are from other planets, how come there's no concrete evidence that can satisfy the masses? Well, you just made a huge leap in addressing that, you know, if UFOs, mm -hmm. therefore, you know, from other planets. I happen to come down against the extraterrestrial hypothesis. All right, so what do you and believe these UFOs are? Do you think that they're interdimensional, inter... Uh, I, I, all I, well, let, let's start with what do you mean by a UFO? And the problem here is that I got little balls of light, mm -hmm. people report, We've got craft reported at more than a mile across mm -hmm. and thousands and thousands of variations in between. Mm -hmm. So not even sure, and, and I don't think the UFO community, whatever that is, addresses these things. Uh, we don't even have a firm definition of what it is we're addressing. 
therein lies the problem that, like I say, we're, we're not even at square one yet. What do you think it'll take to get us to square one? I don't know. It, um, you know, these phenomena, first of all, you know, in one of my slides and most of the presentation starts with from near-death uh, experiences to poltergeist mm-hmm. to PK to firewalking to uh, interspecies communications to UFOs, uh, even to cryptozoology, and I think that they are all interconnected at somehow, although the people who look at them tend to stovepipe uh, the individual issues. And it's, um, like I say, whatever we're dealing with, terribly complex. It does affect a large number of people, probably 70 to 80 percent of the certainly adult population will have experienced some kind of phenomena that they can't uh, explain. But isn't the that probably have and just you know deny it? But, but isn't uh, that just the same as the UFO phenomena? They experience something, but they don't know what it is. The same thing with those who who claim to have uh, experienced other aspects of the quote unquote the paranormal. Could these not be just? normal occurrences that occur to these people under different circumstances, thus making them unknown. Well, I argue we shouldn't use the word para, uh, para except maybe for well, for maybe parachutes. But uh, as far as the other thing, mm-hmm. it means similar to. And uh, I think, uh, I don't know if we're agreeing here or not, but these phenomena are ubiquitous. You and I have to take our commercial break. Please stand by. Exxon Nation, our guest this hour is John B. Alexander, and he's the author of Reality Denied. His website is www.johnbalexander.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, you can watch the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV and the X Chronicles newspaper is still available with our compliments at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV. Plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like x-zone sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. 
You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Explanation, our guest this hour is John B. Alexander. He is a retired senior army officer with decades of experience with a wide uh, range of phenomena. Uh, what was your rank in the uh, army, sir? Oh, well, I was a colonel when I retired. Ah. I so, covered everything in between. I went in and enlisted and mm-hmm. senior enlisted OCS and that. Yeah. Well, thank you for your service, sir. Okay, so well, let's talk about your experiences in Brazil. Can you talk about your experience in the Umbanda ceremonies in Brazil? Well, Umbanda. Um, well, we've been to Brazil many times. I do work down there in what I call the straight world, uh, so I get invited peri- uh, periodically. And um, there was a particular incident in Curitiba, uh, Brazil, that is, although we've attended Umbanda ceremonies in uh, several places, uh, for the audience, this is a spiritist uh, religion that mm-hmm. was obviously transported in from West Africa from the uh, with the slave trade. Um, now, unlike some of the others, we can talk about Santo Daime or using ayahuasca, for instance, but Umbanda is strictly a religious um, ceremony, uh, and lots of drumming and very mystical uh, experience. Uh, What happened uh, of most interest was that uh, we were attending a rather large gathering, about 300 people and maybe 10 gringos who were, uh, you know, external had come in, and... um, I haven't got time to explain all of it, but among the things that happened is that uh, my wife, who seems to be susceptible to these uh, spiritual experiences, is out there, and they asked if anybody wanted a healing, and she joined a short line, and as the young lady who was the healer was in front of her, all of a sudden something went and whoop, and sort of jumped inside her, uh, if you will. That's her description of it. Uh, what we can say from you know an observational standpoint is all of a sudden uh, Victoria, who's normally rather quiet and withdrawn, is out in the center of the uh, stage area there whirling around and literally stopped the show. And these are people who have seen possession take place on a routine basis. This is part of the uh, religion. Um, exactly what happened, don't know. This went on for uh, maybe 20 minutes or so. She claims she has no conscious recollection of what transpired in the meantime. And I've discussed this in the book and include photos of her, like I say, out there twirling on the floor with um, looking of uh, all these uh, people who are, they're, they're used to seeing this, but you know, say not with foreigners. <laughs> okay, so um, what do you think happened? 
can only give you her, you know, description, mm-hmm. and that was that uh, she was willing to step outside of her body and allow a discordant entity to experience uh, human interaction for a short period of time. Um, I should mention that we, as at particular ayahuasca, we were doing a number of uh, ceremonies mm-hmm. and uh, have attended Umbanda ceremonies at numer- numerous places. But the spiritist religion, like I say, assumes that there are discordant entities that can interact with uh, us in a, a living form uh, at this uh, juncture. Um, one of the things that I describe in the book, we were in uh, Rio de Janeiro and at a uh, Kardec uh, ceremony, and uh, there with me, I, I used to have a um, Brazilian colonel speaks fluent English and is sort of an escort, and uh, we were there with his wife, um, again, pictures of that in uh, reality denied. And, and the point was that his wife had been totally bedridden, had been given up on by conventional uh, Western medicine, uh, and yet, uh, you know, went into these religious ceremonies and totally healed. And if you want, we can talk about John of God, which is another aspect to another place, a specific healer. Well, sure. Let's but talk. The, let's talk about John of God because I've heard uh, pro and con with him. So let's hear. Let's get your side. Well, we visited uh, Abedinian uh, several times. Um, I frankly think this is the real deal, uh, and I don't say that lightly. And I. I view myself as kind of a moderate skeptic, actually. I go into these things questioning uh, reality. Um, But uh, John has been at this for many years. He now practices almost exclusively out of Abedinia. He used to have several centers uh, around Brazil. Uh, When we first went down, uh, there were a few hundred people, Mm -hmm. and he treated everybody, and the service was a little different. The last time we were there, about two years ago, uh, thousands of people uh, visiting, literally coming in in tour buses. Part of this is uh, post-Oprah. Oprah Oprah Winfrey went down and had done, like, nearly, uh, I think, a full week (coughs) of um, programs uh, from there. Uh, but the healings uh, that take place, up to and including, apparently, you know, resurrection of the dead. Wow. Having said that, and having seen some fairly miraculous things happen, I also note that, um, particularly the last time we were there, everybody who came in a wheelchair left in a wheelchair. So the question then becomes, why is it that some people are healed and others not? We also, uh, are you familiar with Whitley Strieber? Oh, definitely. Okay. Well, um, when when we last went down, uh, Anne, his wife, was quite ill, and I had talked to Whitley about this and suggested they try to go, and they felt that her condition was not good enough to make the trip. So... Uh, they had sent me a picture mm-hmm. uh, of her, which I had taken along. Now, they did know I was going to Brazil, but they did not know when I would be uh, at uh, the Casa at, in uh, Abedinia. And so I had I took the uh, photo uh, with me and then did kind of a private healing kind of thing. They have stations uh, at the Casa where this can be done. And following that, I sent an email uh, to them saying, okay, you know, this is when this transpired. And uh, by the way, I wouldn't have mentioned this except that Whitley has given me permission to use her name. I did not uh, uh, do this before. But the point was that she said that, uh, well, she obviously did not survive it or have a miraculous transformation. Um, she did have, I said, improved greatly for at least a period of time. 
All right, but uh, isn't it true that not everybody gets healed with John of God? So how can we give him any credibility? The same thing that God of John does in Brazil, many people who go to the different um, evangelistic camps across the United States say that Ernest Angley, uh, let me see, the late great Reverend uh, Billy Graham, was also to do these kind of healings. So how can we pay more attention to somebody? It's not exclusive, but there does seem to be a certainly a concentration of energy. One of the reasons that I favor Brazil and point to them is that, as I mentioned, uh, I do work down there, and with very senior people, we're talking, you know, ministerial-level people, senior general officers okay. uh, and admirals in, in the Navy. Uh, all right. point is they are well-educated and in educational systems that are much akin to ours, um, and yet they are able to incorporate uh, the belief in a you know, spiritual realm or spiritual world uh, along with their you know, education in a materialistic view. And I I try to point out that this belief in spirits and spiritism around the world is much more prevalent than people give it it credit to. In the West, Mm -hmm. we think of a spirit world and a physical world as separate and distinct, if you even accept the possibility of a spirit world. Right. For them, it's uh, totally integrated. But that doesn't make it right, or that doesn't make it wrong. Is because we, here in the Western yeah, world, enjoy the right. freedom of choice. And if I, for one, do no, not believe it's in not it. it's not a freedom of choice. It's a freedom of uh, understanding that you're having, you know, there are other interactions that take place. But once again, that's a matter of perceptions. Don't that is choice. Well, sure it is. Belief systems may be a choice, but... Uh, you know, I, for one, do not believe in the spiritual realm. And that's a choice that I decided to make. Yeah. Yeah. All right, stand by. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Exxon Nation, you're listening to us from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, simultv.com and dexchroniclesnewspaper.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. 
Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. John B. Alexander is our guest, www.johnbalexander.com. Just to go back to what I was saying before we went to the break, John, just because somebody does not believe in spiritualism or the the presence of a spiritual world coexisting with the spiritual world doesn't mean they're any different than you and I. No, it's just not as observant. Well, that's your opinion, well, sir. You that's your. Oh, wait a second. Hold on here. Is it? That is your opinion. Yeah, I'm going to give you a specific example, and you can do what you want with it. Um, you probably have not heard of Chico Xavier, right? Right. Okay. This is uh, Brazilian mm-hmm. again. Very, very famous, and anybody interested should look it up. Uh, there's a movie about his whole life. But the point was that he had a very troubled life, but mm-hmm. uh, ended up publishing about 400 different books, all of which are psychographs, meaning that they were supposedly channeled from some unknown uh, entity mm-hmm. source on the other side, millions of copies in print, none of which he took credit for writing himself. A couple of years ago, however, after uh, Chico died, uh, there were a number of letters uh, that uh, were obtained that he had, again, produced from a psychographic state from an individual who was known in his incarnate state. So what happened is that they compared the information about the individual again, whose background and everything was known, compared that with the material that Chico had produced from a psychographic state. He did not know the individual when they were alive. And this was done by the University of Sao Paulo, by the way. And what they found was that there was was a 98% accuracy in the information that Chico produced and the remaining 2% just could not be determined. Now, clearly, that is coming you know, from someplace. But what happens if that analysis would have been done by a Western university? Would the results be the same? Excuse me? I understood that San Paulo was in the Western Hemisphere. All right, let's try a, a Canadian or a U.S. university. Would the results no, would the problem, results have been the same? There are very few that are willing to take it. The problem is we have a materialistic view of the world that says that um, you know we're going to chop things into smaller and smaller pieces, and we will eventually get to the God particle. Uh, what we did with the Large Hadron Collider is to come up with about uh, you know the the uh, Higgs boson, mm-hmm. as soon as they found that, shortly thereafter, they said, oops, that wasn't it. We had uh, uh, or pentaquarks uh, below that. 
we spent $17 billion for the, supporting the collider so far. And what are you getting uh, for that? How much money, uh, despite the interest of that, if to certainly a small number of theoretical physicists, mm-hmm. uh, compared to the amount of research that has gone into these issues of continuation of consciousness uh, into UFOs, into any of these things. The evidence in favor is simply overwhelming. Uh, if it is so... Raiden puts it, uh, you know, if Psy were a crime, it would mm-hmm. be convicted uh, easily. But if, it is so, if the evidence is all so overwhelming, as many within the different fringe belief uh, ratios and narratives like to say it is, how come mainstream... What's fringe? Well, the para, the paranormal, the paranormal is fr- the paranormal is fringe. UFOs are fringe. Cryptozoology is is fringe. That's absolutely not true. Again, coming from the military, we had basically every sensor system we mm-hmm. have picks up UFOs. Then how come, how come mainstream science isn't looking into it? Why is it that? Ah, that- now, now that is an interesting question. The reason is because of attitudes such as the one that's being portrayed here. Well, what do you mean, the attitude? Quite frankly, these things are not career-enhancing. And the problem is that people do call it fringe. Uh They do uh, look at it askance, uh, primarily because of what happens in mainstream media and a basic assumption of the skeptics, which have dominated it, that says it can't be, therefore it isn't. But why is again, my whole premise Mm -hmm. in the book is a whole series of things that we have experienced and documented that physically can't happen, but absolutely did. But how did you validate everything that happened in your book, sir? How did you, was it... How did I validate? I lived it. I'll give you a specific example. Uh, I think voodoo's in there. It would be a great one. Well, first of all, you know, you can eliminate everything you mm-hmm. think you know about voodoo uh, from movies and television and things like that. In Western Africa, we were in Togo and Benin mm-hmm. and been in Ghana, uh, attending the services with, um, specifically with fire. And the things we saw there and that I took pictures of and felt the heat from, it very, very close. We're talking range of a few feet away. But people standing in the fire, sitting in the fire, eating the fire. Um, I have taken it to magicians, and one of the misnomers is that we never had magicians involved. It's patently not true. Um, They strictly defy the law of thermodynamics. Should have burned, didn't burn. All right, that's... Okay, I, I don't know what to say about that. But when I, when it comes to the when it comes when to the came, let me give you another example. The reason we got into psychokinesis to begin with, I oh, mentioned Uri sure, Geller had done the uh, uh, preview for my book. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a guy, a, uh, astrophysicist by the name of Jack Hauk, who worked at then McDonnell Douglas, who came up with a process whereby we could actually teach people. Uh, metal bending, mm-hmm. and there were incidents that happened that strictly defied, uh, you know, our understanding. What got us really interested is we had heard about these things. Jack was at my apartment at uh, in Northern Virginia at the time. I had about 20 people present, including my boss, who was General Stubblebine, and he was sitting across from a who uh, was a well-known uh, psychic, uh, Ann Gaiman. Uh, <clears throat> again, this is maybe about after an hour, but the point was she's holding two forks, uh, most of us were at the time, at the base, and all of a sudden this fork drops over a full 90 degrees with absolutely no physical force applied. Now, we had seen lots of that kind of bending as I ended up teaching probably thousands of people. Uh, it, and what we didn't advertise at the time, we were doing it at some fairly high, you know, high-level military circles. 
and these events periodically happen. Now, the question is, how does that happen? We don't know, and that's what I would argue we really need to be investigating. I, I agree. I agree. But, just, you know, like, why isn't mainstream science checking all this out? If it is it the possibility... It's not Im- rare enhancement. Or is it not... Maybe it's just not important enough to a lot, enough people to make it worthwhile and spending money on research on this, on this well, type of anomaly. Well, I don't know. Is 100% of the population not important? Well, the population is, sir, but the claims of spoon-bending, I agree. I've, I know Yuri. I know of his act. I know of his abilities. But I don't want to go running out to find out how he does it. It's nice. Okay, thank you. Let's get on to the serious things in life, like taking care of the homeless, taking care of the hungry, making sure the sick are taken care of, and, and our senior citizens I and the veterans. I don't think these, that these are necessarily disparate uh, agendas, and particularly if you take it uh, into the spiritual realm. But as far as, you know, should we be nicer to people? Absolutely. Sure. There's no, no doubt about that. Is there a, I think, a benefit in understanding whether mm-hmm. or not consciousness continues beyond, you know, physical death? Yeah. But what is also, the what is the need in knowing that? Hospice movement and you know how do you ease these transitions? I think those are critical issues. But what is the need in knowing if life, if there's life after death? Why can't we just accept that there may not be life? Why are there so many people trying their very best to? to go, especially in this time of internet trash and garbage, to spew all this misinformation out there in the hopes of, number one, selling themselves, number two, selling their books, and number three, God only knows what. What is the significance of knowing if there's life after death? Well, first of all, it impacts 100% of the population. And I will argue that the you know, evidence mm-hmm. in favor is... You know, I, I you know personally put that in a uh, you know we we know that now understanding what and how and all of the uh, parameters of that they clearly don't uh, understand that aspect very well. Um, I don't know um, why why should we learn anything? I mean, if you look at the stupid things uh, people do and invest their time and effort in, uh, well. You know, it- isn't that, that amount of money that's wasted in sure. discretionary spending but is once, uh, once overwhelming. Again, once again, it's their choice whether they want to do it or not. That's yeah. what life is about, choice. Yeah. Oh, stupidity is authorized. We, All right, stand by, sir. Have, We've got to take our I, break. We'll be back on the other side of this uh, commercial break. This is the X-Zone, and John B. Alexander and I will be back after this break. Don't go away. Okay. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is TV. TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi, and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. 
Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Why don't you think, John, that more scientists don't take the topics that you talk about in your book, Reality Denied, seriously? Well, first of all, our educational system begins with the premise that it can't be, therefore it isn't. Um, And it is very, you know, very much rooted in the mechanistic view uh, of the universe. Another aspect is it, uh, kind of the discussion that we're having. Um, if you understand how science works, I mean, we haven't mentioned my second career was at Los Alamos National Laboratory, so I dealt with, you know, many of the you know top scientists mm-hmm. uh, throughout the world. Um, but the, if you are going to get funded, you have got to be able to, um, you know, state your premise, and, and a lot of it's on personal uh, credibility. I will tell you that Scientific American has taken me on personally uh, in an ad hominem way. And what's most interesting is that the discussion had nothing to do with phenomena. What they had taken umbrage with was my work in the creation of the non-lethal weapons, and that is a whole concept for projection and application of force. And what they basically said was, uh, I think the quote was, since Alexander's beliefs are different from most scientists, his judgment must be questioned. Um, scientists see this, and they know, that, as I said, not career enhancing. I had many of these top people were personal friends, mm-hmm. many of them interested, but also saying, you know, hey, just keep me informed, but don't use my name to fear a ridicule. Who would benefit from research into this phenomenon, do you believe? Everybody. How so? How so? Well, again, it depends on which aspects do you wish to address. Uh, you had mentioned before healing second that. There are certainly, when you get into alternative healing methods, and the ones that I've seen mm-hmm. around the world, there is much more out there than allopathic medicine. We went down that route um, a little over a century ago, and that had to do with money. It said, we will fund your medical schools provided you teach allopathy, which says, by the way, you know, I own pharmaceutical companies, and I want to make a hell of a lot of money you know, using the pharmaceutical aspects. So... We don't want to hear about things that say, you know, maybe I don't have to take more pills. Could it be... I mean, there is a financial uh, aspect to this. Well, listen, in this life, I don't know anything that there isn't a financial aspect to. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Everybody's out to make a buck. Everybody. I do well, this to get paid. That is a very American approach. Give me an example. Huh? I was down in the, uh, in the Amazon. Mm-hmm. 
and we were down there for a while. We had a very remote area. Uh, it was a cabin, but uh, cooking took place literally in a pile of stones. And I was out there watching the cooks as they were preparing the meal and whatnot. And I'm just kind of staring at them, and, and this young lady comes over and starts to... Uh, I, I tend not to smile a lot. I, people who know me know that. Um, don't have a great sense of humor. But... Uh, you know, she fished my left up. In other words, smile. These are people who look up to dirt in a level of poverty and yet have an understanding of happiness that I think exceeds what most would uh, find here uh, in the U.S. I think that's one of our problems. We have tied everything to uh, this materialistic view, and you've got to have the you know, latest, greatest... Uh, well, what are we on now with iPhones and whatnot? All right, but when you're talking about um, alternative medicine, mm-hmm. how can we give credibility to people who live in the jungles compared to our scientific community? Because it works. So does our scientific community. But, uh, I, I am not anti-science as i said second career was at the national laboratory well isn't pharmaceuticals Um, a science they have done something but the point is there's an awful lot that uh, has been missed uh let me give a specific example that uh, i I came into and i was shot down in uh, vietnam and had back uh, trouble and uh found a uh actually a flight surgeon uh, when I was stationed in Hawaii there, and his treatment, believe it or not, was uh, sticking needles in, acupuncture. The things that has been around for centuries, what you can do with acupuncture that overcomes the need for anesthesia, absolutely amazing. Does it work? Yep. Do we use it? Nope. I know a number of hospitals where they use acupuncture. There's a few now. Mm-hmm. It has to Very be. Very few, but I, I'll defy you to find one. If you would, I would love to uh, uh, learn about it. I'll send you a list. They're actually using uh, acupuncture uh, for uh, in place of anesthesia for operations. That was being demonstrated in China, well, for centuries, but uh, we became aware of it maybe... Uh, 40, 50 years ago. What was it that brought you to the world of the paranormal? You seem to be, you know, you talk about voodoo, you talk about UFOs, your experiences in Brazil, shamanism. So where did your focus start? What happened in your life to bring you to the world of the paranormal? Well, first, there was no epiphany. And I get asked that question uh, quite a bit. Just kind of always uh, been interested. I was um, very lucky to go to an extremely unusual uh, grade school. It was part of what became the University of Wisconsin at La Crosse. And they happened to have had literally a grade school and uh, was very progressive uh, education. Um, By the way, student-teacher ratio was generally six to one, so that that alone... uh, had aspects of it. But one of the first things I remember that still have conscious recollection of in the UFO phenomena is in 1947 actually giving a radio broadcast, uh, which we had uh, internal capability of doing, mm-hmm. uh, about UFOs. Why interest? I don't know, but I've always been interested in these uh, unusual things but have not had a near-death experience, have seen UFOs, but uh, uh, the other things just came along. A lot of it more recently mm-hmm. has to do with my wife, Victoria, who was particularly interested in ayahuasca and I got see. us involved with uh, shamans, mm-hmm. uh, again, all over the world, as you mentioned. As the, the past president of the International Association for Near-Death uh, Studies, what is the latest on the near-death scenario, near-death experiences? Well, latest, 
I don't know. I'm sure when somebody's having one as we speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you read uh, literature on it, as I mentioned, a lot of this happened because uh, Elizabeth became the Cougar uh, uh, Ross became the head of my uh, doctoral committee. Right. Um, I also had experiences, ones that I talk about that uh, defy explanation. I'm interested in ones where you had either spontaneous healing that cannot be accounted for, or people acquired information that would not normally be uh, available to them by any known means. Uh, Some of this precognitive and whatnot. Uh, The other work that's going on, uh, it's interesting, this past uh, weekend I was with an individual who was talking about the transition of his mother, father, and best friend, and said in every case he personally observed spirit leaving uh, the body. Raymond Moody has talked now about mutual experiences where you have, you know, rather than just relying on the information from an individual, but having a number of people involved in pieces of uh, the uh, incident at the time. Well, John, I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight here on the Exxon or Exxon Nation. I would give you out his his website, but, you know, he doesn't think very highly of money, and he really doesn't think very highly of anybody who doesn't agree with him. He really doesn't think uh, very highly, from what I've gathered over the near hour I've uh, spoken to the gentleman, about anything outside of the realm of what he believes. So I'm not going to promote his book. I'm not going to promote his website. In, in fact, I have a hard time understanding why the hell he wrote his book for. You know, he talks about voodoo. That's nice. He talks about UFOs. You know, yeah, we really didn't get into the crux of things on what he believed and what he didn't or why. He said that, uh, you know, there were basically uh, when he was in the military that the equipment picked these up. Well, what were these? How do we know? You see, and, and like any other subject, topic, it is paranormal. It is fringe. A PhD doesn't mean that you're God. You know, in most cases, it's piled higher and deeper. I would rather have faith in the Western technology, Western medicine, I would give more credit to somebody who works at a pharmaceutical plant than in the back bushes of Brazil. And if you need psychotropic drugs to get a high in order for you to see spirits, well, hello, there's a reason why you're seeing spirits if you're taking psychotropic drugs. And don't forget, they still live in the bush. There's a reason for that. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the XO from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? 
Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.